Recruiting mishaps as well as recruiting positives. Jaden Davis makes the Elite 11. We're going to talk about it all on today's Locked On Wolverines podcast. You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy belated Father's Day. Happy Juneteenth. Happy Monday. We are back and doing it. Locked on Wolverines podcast where it's your team every day uh, or three-ish, four days a week, something like that. <laughs> Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, I meant to say. I'm your man on the ground, Isaiah Wolf, publisher of Wolverines Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group. And let's get into it. Let's start with the bad, then we'll get into the good, and then we'll get into Jaden Davis. I think that that's, uh, that's the way to go. Um, but uh, what started off as a fun recruiting weekend ended up not being so fun for Michigan fans due to two guys choosing to go elsewhere. Uh, one wasn't a big surprise, right? Like, no one was terribly surprised that Boo Carter ended up picking Tennessee. Uh, it was long thought that he was going to be uh, committing to Tennessee. It just seemed like Michigan was kind of sticking around and coming off of his official visit, all kinds of hype. Felt like maybe Michigan took the lead, but he still had an official visit to take to Knoxville still. But he's a Tennessee native. He, Tennessee was the first offer. That's hard to overcome, right? The, the home state school being your first offer is a difficult thing to overcome, um, no matter how you put it, right? Like you would think like, if you had something similar, you know, if Michigan's the first team to offer, you know, a Jacob Odin type, then you wouldn't expect him to go to, you know, to Kentucky, you know, to Texas A&M. You know, you'd sit there and be like, wait, really? Like, saw the first thing in you. Now it happens, right? Dante Moore. That, that was a thing that happened that we all are trying to forget about. Uh, but nonetheless, um, Boo Carter did decide to move on, uh, go to Kentucky, um, not Kentucky, Tennessee, rather, um, pull up my computer screen and see Kentucky logo. And I, I, I say what I see apparently. Um, but that's not the one that really adds people up in arms. Of course, that is Aaron Childs, who until this weekend, anyone that's anyone would say, they'll use a Michigan lock. You know, it, it, he is certainly going to Michigan. Like, it felt like he was a Michigan commit because all of the tea leaves read he was coming to Michigan until suddenly uh, on, uh, on Saturday night, suddenly, all of a sudden, there ended up being a couple crystal balls come in for Florida and Michigan's out and he commits to Florida. It, it happened in an instant, in the twinkle of an eye. Um... And there's a lot of conf conflicting reports as to what happened. Of course, there's the the rumors of the nefariousness of Billy Napier's staff. I mean, they did get four high-end commits all in one day for a team that has not been doing good in any sense of the fashion. So you can read into that what you will. I have no inside info, so I don't know. But anytime you see that with a team, could it just be really good NIL? Oh, well, Reports say Florida is not even on Michigan standards NAL-wise, so it's got to be potentially something nefarious or just really good recruiting. Um, there are reports about uh, Charles's father not wanting him to go to Michigan for whatever reason. 
And there was a lot of if, if Michigan can get it through the weekend without him committing to Florida, then it's good. It's hard to come up against the parents. It always is. If the parents have something else in mind, that, that's usually not a very good indicator that it's going to work out. Zach Harrison comes to mind there. Mom did not want Zach Harrison to go to Michigan. Zach Harrison did want to go to Michigan. And eventually, once, but he was never going to Ohio State as long as Urban Meyer was there. So Urban retiring ended up being a net negative for Michigan. Because then suddenly it was the door was open for him to go to Ohio State and to just to appease mom from what I was told from the Michigan side of things at that time. And that's how that goes sometimes. Um, but Aaron Childs, the 80th ranked player in the country, is a linebacker. Michigan has a really good linebacker per rating in Mason Curtis committed. Uh, they also have Cole Sullivan committed, who isn't a high-rated guy, but has some high t- big-time offers. Um, did uh, see on Twitter someone shout me out for noticing that I've been saying this for a long time. It's something I've noticed for a long time is that Michigan really seems like it has a hard time getting that top end linebacker committed, right? Devin Bush wasn't that guy. Like Michigan fans saw Devin Bush as that guy, but Devin Bush wasn't that guy. Um, I don't want to close that window. So let me make sure that just because I, I'm tangenting here. So I, I want to make sure that I, I'm, I've got this right, right? I got this on, on lock. Um, so Devin Bush, for those who might not remember, those who want to, uh, to kind of change the narrative of what is what, according to 24-7 Sports Proprietary Ranking, Devin Bush was a three-star. He was the 19th best inside linebacker and 62nd best player in the state of Florida. Uh, the 24-7 Sports Composite had him at number 316 nationally. So he wasn't like this super unbelievable high-profile linebacker either, right? Um, so Michigan really needed a guy like Aaron Childs. And it's not necessarily over, right? Like, I want to caution you for those of you who feel the sky is falling at this juncture on uh, June 19th. It's not. <laughs> it was, I think, even later than this in the recruiting cycle two years ago that Keon Sab ended up choosing Clemson over Michigan, and he ended up signing with Michigan. You've got all kinds of time until this type of thing happens. So uh, looking at the current class, I'm looking at, I believe these are by the 24-7 Sports Composite. I'm just on the commit list here. Um, Mason Curtis is... On here somewhere. Where is he? 220 nationally. You know, we're going to pull it up here. Yeah, 220 nationally. This number 21 linebacker, the, uh, according to the composite, he's the, still a four-star and the 30th best linebacker, uh, according to um, 24-7 Sports Proprietary. So certainly there are some. there's a service out there that believes that Mason Curtis is even better than 24-7 Sports, of course. Uh, on three is really good about having this. So it would be on three that has him as 134 in the country. The 10th best linebacker rivals doesn't have a overall rating, but has him as the 17th best linebacker. So that's good. That's big, right? Like he, he's a big time, but Michigan needs more than that. They haven't been bringing in these high profile guys, really aside from who was the last one, Cam McGrone, really? 
I mean, a- Anthony Solomon, I guess, but I mean, he didn't really work out. Junior Coulson actually would be the last one. Um, they need to do better with linebacker recruiting. Uh, you would hope that with Chris Partridge in there, it would help. Makes me wonder a little bit about what they were trying to do with RJ Moten. It seemed like they were trying to transition him to linebacker and he wasn't all about that. Uh, which leads us to the last point is the rumors of RJ Moten um, that he had gone out there because, you know, he's at Florida now. He, the, there's rumors that he's the one who hosted uh, Aaron Childs at that. He was bad mouthing Michigan. That seemed very unlikely to me. Right. But here's what he wanted. To, he posted this on Twitter last night. He said, I want to come out and address the issue that I did not and would never belittle the University of Michigan. They gave me a chance of a lifetime. I created bonds and friendships that last forever with Coach Harbaugh's staff and the players on the team. Thank you. I mean, I, I believe that, right? I don't believe that he would. Usually, if, if it's a guy that was around for like a year and then went somewhere else or someone that's just, you know, I, I could see a guy that was, I, I know he, he's kind of a playing time uh, scratch in some ways, but I mean, he was still going to play. I know a lot of people want to look at it and say like, oh, you know, Playing time was dwindling for him because of Makari Page and maybe Zeke Berry and Keon Sab were really going to be that good and all of that, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I mean, they weren't going to fully bench RJ Moten. He was still going to play probably more than the two guys behind him. Maybe he'd play less than Makari, but I don't think that he would necessarily play less than Keon and Zeke Berry at this juncture. He was, I think, kind of underrated. And... So if, if it's a guy that was around for a year, maybe two years, there are some names that I could mention that I'm not going to that certainly would be the types that would probably have bad mouth to Michigan. Uh, R.J. Moten's not one of them. I fully believe him there. Um, but uh, that's where it's like, I, I mean, if he's responding to that, that's kind of like, yeah, maybe it's uh, let's not just jump to, you know, get out or jump to conclusions, Matt, and go nuts. Right. Like, let's let's, you know, take a beat and let saner heads cooler heads prevail uh i just got a splinter from messing with my desk it's a good enough time to move on to more of the good news um and you know, while i figure this out off camera instead of on that's probably a better way to do it so we'll, we'll be back and we'll talk about the better news here momentarily Baseball season is in full swing, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to join today. I love the app. There's so many things that are good about it and great promotions, but the best part is you can get paid instantly. So don't miss your chance to snag a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today, just go to FanDuel.com slash on to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball, Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, I'm still, I'm still trying to figure out this splinter situation here. I dropped my camera on the desk. There we go. Uh, right before starting this episode. And I was like, oh, what's that? And it's apparently dinged my desk up. And it's uh, the, uh, what you call it, particle board that this wood is. And I'm, I'm, I'm at, in danger of doing it again because I'm just messing, trying to get some of the wood splinters off the desk. All right. Let's not act like Michigan didn't get fully good news, right? Michigan got, uh, since we last talked, Michigan got a commitment 
uh, Michigan's gotten a couple crystal balls for uh, some high-profile prospects. If the one comes to fruition, then, I mean, it dispels a weird narrative that just started of Michigan's not won any outside of regional head-to-head battles for anyone that I've seen on the message boards. Like, let's let, let's not act like, oh, Jaden Davis is a consolation prize. Brady Prescorn is a consolation. I understand Brady Prescorn, Jordan Marshall, uh, you know, some of these guys, Jacob, Jacob Odin, they're local guys. Some guys like Mason Curtis went, you know, and, and, and joined up early. But like Jared Smith had offer from Alabama and Alabama was a committable offer. He chose Michigan over that. Jaden Davis, certainly, yeah, maybe you couldn't have gone to Georgia with Georgia having had a couple guys committed. Um, maybe you couldn't have gone to Alabama with Julian saying there. Um, Ohio State was trying to get him last minute. Aaron Nolan was their consolation prize. Brady Prescorn, a local guy, but Alabama offers and stuff like that. Like, it, it, let's not rewrite what's actually going on, right? Like, this is the composite. Now, Jaden Davis isn't a, isn't a five-star in the composite anymore, but he's 35th nationally. So, 35, 72, 87, 156, 179, 196, 202. So, that's if you closed the class out today with 21 commits, it would look a heck of a lot better than if you closed the class out from last year that had however many it had. The top-rated recruit from last year was Cole Cabana at 171. You only had two guys, according to the composite, in the top 24-7. Two. Sorry, no, that's in the signees, the signed letter of intent. Okay, so never mind. I'm, I'm misspeaking. You know what? It was 120. Carmelo English was 188. Brandon Hillman, uh, who was a late commitment, uh, was uh, 214. Evan, uh, Evan, uh, Evan Link is outside of that. But still, so you've got f- what, five five guys in the top 24-7. And, I mean, that's, I think, what they've pretty much got right now. They've got seven, eight, nine. Nine guys in the top 24-7 so far. Jaden Davis, Brady Priestcorn, Jordan Marshall, Andrew Sprague, Blake Frazier, Hogan Hansen, Jacob Oden, Mason Curtis, Jared Smith. And they're going to get more. Uh, the one that I'm speaking of that Michigan's in on here right now, right this second, that's starting to get crystal balls is Michael Luini. Uh Actually, Michigan got two commitments over the weekend. I, I forgot about Micah Capana. Um, but uh, we'll get to those guys here momentarily. Um, Michael Luini, who I think it's important to, to bring him up. Uh, out of all of these high-profile players that Michigan has, right, uh, they've got five offensive line commitments at the moment. The highest-rated one is Andrew Sprague at 156 overall. Blake Frazier is 179 overall. The rest are outside of the – I mean, three are, th- are three, uh, four stars and two three stars. Uh, but when you look at Michael Uwini, I mean, he's a solid four-star at 126 overall nationally. He's got 42 reported offers every sec school you would hope to see no ohio state offer but who cares alabama georgia florida lsu i mean it's a who's who he's got he's a texas kid with texas texas a&m and suddenly as if from out of nowhere michigan is trending for him now obviously you got to get him to commit and then you gotta get him to sign but that is huge news that would be an out of region win for michigan you got Mike Roach and Steve Wiltfong. Mike Roach being a, a Texas recruiting guy. That's good. Right? So uh, the other one that got a crystal ball is Devin Baxter, the uh, the edge rusher 
from Gwynn Park in Maryland. Um, not as impressive. He's, I mean, he's a solid three star. Uh, certainly, I, I think, you know, Michigan's going to take quite a few guys, but offer list isn't anything to necessarily be nuts about. I mean, he's got Penn State, he's got uh, Tennessee, um, and what have you. So those are two guys now trending to Michigan. Uh, it kind of feels like that's going to happen. Michigan got Amarian Stewart committed this weekend. They got Micah Capana committed this weekend, uh, which does seem to mean happy trails to Taylor Tatum. Uh, he's Mike Roach flipped his uh, his crystal ball from Michigan to USC, but Michigan loves Micah Capana. And if you watch his film, he does not look like a three star, and he he plays at a high end place. At, at to some degree, too, and I think the most important thing for anyone melting down is you got to remember. Just get them in that range, right? Like get 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 guys that are in that range of being like really good, and then trust the ability to develop because Michigan has shown the ability to develop, right? It's 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 not the 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 four the three stars and the four stars that Michigan struggled with. It's been the five stars when Michigan's gotten five stars on, on campus that hasn't always worked out, right? Like a da- for every Daxton Hill that works out. It's not like Daxton Hill was like an overwhelming force. It was kind of understated, right? And Chris Hinton, not an overwhelming force, kind of understated. Donovan Peoples-Jones, not an overwhelming force, kind of understated, right? Like Michigan's five stars aren't necessarily these barn burners. I I would look at uh, Will Johnson and J.J. McCarthy as maybe being the exceptions to that rule for Michigan to this point. But... That's where things are going, going really well. And uh, Michigan's got a guy that some are still considering a five-star coming in, and we'll see how he finishes in Jaden Davis. And still, Michigan's got 21 commits, and they're going to continue to add to that number. And there's a lot of guys out there uh, that uh, certainly feel like they could be, you know, they could end up in the class. I still think Michigan will get another five-star, whether it's, I, I feel like if Michael Luini comes, that's probably going to preclude Brandon Baker. But maybe not, you know, you never know. But there's still a series of guys, I think, that could end up in this class. Uh, You know, and Justin Scott's probably not. Ryan Wingo, it seems like he's probably not, but you you never know. I mean, he took his official visit. Uh, I mean, same thing with Justin Scott. That doesn't feel like it, but that doesn't mean that maybe the move wasn't bigger than you would think. And then other other top names, Gatlin Bear, um... Jordan Johnson, Rubel, Bennett Warren, Darian Mayo, um, Jacob Smith, I think is probably as close to a lock as you can get. Uh, Elias Rudolph, although that seems like maybe that's going a little bit back towards the Ohio State. Um, maybe, maybe not. Jeremiah Beasley's probably in. Jordan Ship is probably in. I mean, that's a pretty good class, right? And we already mentioned uh, Devin Baxter, and uh, we'll see if there's any others. The other bad news is that David Pele Pele uh, does not seem like he's going to end up in this class after all. Um, so, but I mean, he's the type of guy where if he would have committed, I mean, he's number seven eighty one in, in the country. You'd get just as many people complaining as you would people being excited about it. That's what that is. All right, let's move on a little bit. We'll, we'll stay in the recruiting sphere, and we'll probably kind of continue to stay on topic as far as we have. But I do want to at least address Jaden Davis and the Elite 11. He made the Elite 11. So let's get to that here in just a moment. 
All right. So we're before I get to the Jaden Davis of it all, because I kind of forgot to mention this. Um, so Bryce West, uh, the news today is that he's looking to potentially told Buckeye scoop that they're going to try to come back to Ann Arbor one more time. Now, over the weekend. Now, if you don't know who Bryce West is, he's the he's the four star cornerback from Glenville High School. It's Ted Ginn Seniors High School. Michigan's gotten three total guys out of out of Cleveland, Glenville. Um, two of them haven't had uh, Ohio State offers. Right. Um, but uh, so it, it's a hard pull. But Bryce West is reportedly 50-50 between Michigan and Ohio State. He canceled his USC official visit, and he's coming to Ann Arbor again before his Ohio State official visit this weekend. He's been to Ohio State more, so it's not like there's going to be a lot new. I mean, he's been to both a lot, right? He's been, I I believe, 10 times each. Uh, So it's... that That is really big. I'm going to go see Michigan again. Now, that's the question of... Is he trying to confirm something he feels like he's already seen in a good way? Or is he trying to see it one more time before he's like, just to make sure that I'm right right with Ohio State before I, I do that? That's, I'm not sure, right? We'll find out. Aaron Scott had his official visit to Michigan this past weekend, along with all of the commits. He seemed like he's 50-50. I still really feel like Michigan's going to get one of the two. And it depends on what recruiting service you look at is which one's rated higher. I mean, the composite has Bryce West at 49, Aaron Scott at 54. So it's not like they're they're very far apart here. So if Michigan could somehow get both, that would be the biggest coup it, in, again, over Ohio State, I think, than even a Charles Woodson or a Desmond Howard or even like a Kyle Kalis. You know, like, I just, I think that that would be an even bigger coup if they could get both. Do I think that'll happen? No, but you never know. With uh, with Bryce West's news over the weekend of down to Michigan, Ohio State, Aaron West quote tweeted it with an eyes emoji and said, where are we going? If they want to play together, it's a possibility. It is a possibility. Ohio State's still the safe bet, unfortunately, though. Ohio State's probably still the safe bet to get both. I still just feel like Michigan's going to get one of them. I feel like Michigan's just, they've done a good job with both. I feel like one is going to forge their own path. Um, but we'll see. Aaron Scott feels more like the likely candidate, especially because he grew up an Oregon fan. Um, but um, I don't know. You don't know. All right. So anyway, speaking of, uh, you guys, Bryce West was in California uh, for the, uh, I don't know if it was the OT7 or what have you. I never even touched on Amarian Stewart, really, by the way, who was committed during the OT7. But uh, Jaden Davis uh, did make the Elite 11. It felt a little topsy-turvy, right? Day one was good, but it wasn't, like, great. As Julian Sain and, and you know, Dylan Rayola were out there just slinging it. Aaron Nolan's out there slinging it. Luke, whatever his name, for the, the Penn State guy, uh, out there slinging it and like it felt like okay day one good just solid solid good day two not great so it started to feel like i mean when when you have a guy that got a late offer to go to the elite 11 didn't get the you know goes to the regional it's air nolan that comes out of it not Jaden davis and then uh day two goes as it does he's not ranked in any of the recruiting services uh elite 11 rankings it's like uh-oh what do we have going on here Day three comes out against competition. The most important day at the Elite 11, 
in the, uh, the actually going up against the defense, and he's tied for the top four touchdowns. He's right there with uh, with Rayola, I believe. Was uh, there was two other guys? Rayola, I believe, was one of them. Uh, four touchdowns, only missed I think four passes. I think it was eleven for fifteen. Uh, absolute solid effort ends up being in the elite 11 as a result of that i don't think without a amazing day three that uh that Jaden davis would have been there now the knock on davis at the moment is that he has a little bit of a long wind up uh that in order to uh to to do what he needs to do at the college level he needs to shorten his wind up but he's still seen as being extremely accurate uh, that is one of his big things, but I mean, it's it's obviously the size has has been a concern. Uh, but if you can combine the dual threat capabilities that he has, assuming Michigan utilizes them with the accuracy, if you can uh, shorten that wind up, I mean, he can be as good as anybody. I mean, there's a reason why he's he's still. I mean, he's only the number four rated quarterback, even dropping down to a four star according to the composite. So that tells you what you need to know there. Um, but yeah, huge, huge news for him. Um, and uh, it, it's certainly, I mean, it would have been better to be the MVP, but uh, that, that doesn't always, sometimes it, it, it speaks volumes, right? More often than not, but I believe uh, Shea Patterson was the MVP of the Elite 11, I think. And it, do, it doesn't always work out. The, it doesn't always end up being a Bryce Young type, right? Not everyone, yes, the really good players are going to tend to be really good. That is more often than not the case. That doesn't mean the ones that aren't the super, super elite guys aren't going to also be super elite guys at the college level. Again, give some grace for the development period. Anyway, that's going to do it for us today. Uh, we will be back. Uh, we'll be back on Tuesday because we've got more to talk about. I'm going to try to get a guest, but we will see if that happens or not. Uh, so thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. Peace. Peace.